this morning uh, for the hashtag we are CLC. I am very honored and privileged to have Yvonne as my first interviewee uh, for uh, this time as we continue to explore the intersections of ethnic identity and our faith and really just how much that has shaped uh, who we are as Christians, especially here in our CLC community. Um, as the song goes, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. And this morning, we're going to have Yvonne's light shine and share a little bit about her story here in our community. Um, so Yvonne, um, this morning, um, you shared a little bit with me this week about your story, but can you tell us a little bit more about the story of racism and healing in Christ? Um, sure. Sure. So um, I'm born and raised in the Bay Area, in the Oakland area, Oakland, San Leandro. So I have, this is my, I'm pretty much a native local. Uh, my parents owned and operated a restaurant, a fast food restaurant in uh, East Oakland since the late 1960s. Our family, we call it hamburger because that's what we sold. We sold a lot of hamburgers. And most of our customers were African-American. So that restaurant was operated up until my I think 30s. So a long time. So before I was born up until my 30s. And during that time, there are years of great uh, prosperity where things were going, going well, and then years that it wasn't so well. Um, but outside of how the business was performing, there was always tension between um, our customers and my family. Uh, there were years and years and, and constantly of years of negative experiences, where I can tell you every I expect it. We all every quarter, once a quarter, sometimes monthly, we were either robbed, we were broken in, we had arguments with the customers, or there was vandalism of some sort. And that's honestly all those experiences were a bit um, traumatic because, of course, you heard the name calling, the the chink, and the go back to China, get go jump back on your boat and get out of here. Um, but also just the fact that they were physically going to hurt us. And and one of those incidents, I got hurt personally. And that's another story to share. Um, I'm happy to share that, but it's a long one. So needless to say, that left me and my family with a lot of baggage with racial bias, especially towards African-Americans. And I can tell you that, that it started from being a child working in that restaurant all the way until as I headed off to college and entered the working world. Um, things changed when I did become a Christian. Um, for folks that didn't know, I became a Christian in my senior year of college. And uh, Christian Layman is my first church and still my first church. And I came here when I was 21. And it wasn't after, af after I became a Christian and started working in the corporate world and started becoming friends with other minorities, like actual friends that were not Asian or not Caucasian, that I realized that um, these stereotypes I had were wrong totally wrong. My racial biases were wrong, that there are good, hardworking, kind, and loving people. Now, some of them are flawed. A lot of them are flawed, just as I'm flawed. And that um, even what's more amazing, some of them were like amazing Christians, just so loved God, and they love to serve the world. So um, that changed my heart but and changed my mind. But I know that Jesus brought them to me. And over time and over the years, I realized that and racism boils down to pride, that we, this notion that we are better than you, that, but really God doesn't think that way. He wants us to love others and he is commanding us to love those who are not foreigners, like what was mentioned in Deuteronomy 10, uh, 17 or Romans 
12 too. do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing your mind. That all these influences we have in this world, they're not of God. At the core, God wants us to look at the heart and look at your mind, but not look at what is your vessel, what is your outside body. Um, it doesn't matter what our skin color is. It doesn't matter our hair, our race, um, it, our, our social economic background. He cares about what's going on with you. So that that changed my heart and um, has changed my feelings, of, at least helped me tone back my own stereotypes and also my racial bias. But it's not done. I'm far from perfect. I'm still struggling with it, especially with the things that are happening now I struggle with probably more so than others, because I still have to unpack all those past harms. I'm still working through that. It was really, really, I I realize now it's more traumatic than it happened before. So hopefully that helps. Yeah, thank you for sharing. I think definitely, I mean, a lot of um, what I'm hearing is like the family story, um, the past experiences growing up, and just kind of having to, you know, rip down those barriers and continue to work through that even now. I think I mean, all of us see that, like, especially earlier this year in March and even through May with everything that happened with George Floyd and even, you know, now, you know, heading into the elections and everything like that. um, There's a lot of areas of reflection and a lot of time of reflection in hearing family stories. Um, Yvonne, one follow up question I have for you is, um, you know, for a lot of viewers out there this morning with our service, the question is like, what are some ways that like along the way that you've learned um, or experienced of like how to really just kind of unpack that or think about this? Um, I, I know it's like you mentioned that it's a traumatic experience and like a lot of self-learning and a lot of um, conversation, but what would you, um, what are some tidbits that you would give people out there in our community? I would say um have the, find the one there. It's, I took a multi-pronged approach. One, I intentionally tried to build friendships with those that were not Asian, or I tried. I'm not perfect. It's a lot of my friends are Asian, but uh, I try and I try not to have those biases. And when I see myself trying to think that way, I pause and reflect and try to curb with, stop those thoughts. I also um, had, for those that I felt that we can trust that have that openness and that trust uh, have those discussions and explain, Hey, you know, I I was, (laughs) I was robbed many times. And, and, and this is what experiences that were traumatic. How can you help me unpack that? And, and, and they would share some of their stories where they experienced racism and we would work and talk it out. It doesn't necessarily bring an answer, but the fact that we're openly talking about it with someone that was not of our color or of our um, social economic background or even our um, how we grew up or race, it, it helped because it brings in a different perspective. Like uh, that, that helped a lot. The last piece was spending a lot of time with my Christian community and digging deep into what Jesus would do and trying to understand from that aspect, like, okay, God asks us to, to not show favoritism and to, and that we are sin and we are convicted by law as lawbreakers. Okay. What does that mean? What does it mean? And how do we model it to the world? And it's not just doing good deeds. It's more, how do we genuinely live a life that Jesus would be happy about? So from that aspect, like self-reflection, um, trying to unpack that 
and also trying to find others who you feel safe to have that talk about, especially with race. Right. And and even, even amongst our family, like we've been having lots of talks with Gabe because Bill, he's also, he, he grew up in a restaurant like me, ironically. And we, we both shared stories about what was it like for you? What was it like? That helps so much because then I felt like you're not alone. I'm not alone. Me and my brothers, we're not like this weird anomaly. Like Bill had the same thing. So that that helped us like where we were able to talk it out. It's not perfect, though, because I would say I'm not uh, I'm I'm probably more like I'm not 100 percent one side or the other. I, I just try to find the most fair approach and what Jesus would do. So that that's the other piece. The last thing I would say is I've been reading a book called um, Thou Shall Not Be a Jerk. It's written by Eugene Cho, and it's actually talking about how do you talk politics as a Christian and how do you behave as a Christian. And before it gets political, it's helping me try to realize, hey, maybe what I'm saying is actually really offensive to, to that person, to that other person. That's not my intent. I'm not that kind of person, but I don't, maybe my passion is coming out and it could be construed as um, um, yeah, off-putting. So, so it's helpful to tone it back and to read and get that perspective and try to learn and talk with it for, with, with your community. So I encourage you to talk to your home groups, talk to your closest friends, and also finding those friends that, that um, you're, it's a safe spot to have those discussions with. Great. Yeah, thank you, Yvonne. And I guess one last follow-up question is, um, so we talk, you talk about like being able to talk with your community, being able to talk to people of different backgrounds um, from your own. And I think one of the things that's really unique at CLC is as an Asian American church, we see um, a very interesting perspective. We see the Asian side of the perspective and we also see the American side of the perspective of mm-hmm. just the people that we've grown up with and had conversations with. And so um, I guess all these years that you've been with CLC, this is your first and it, it has been your home church. And so um, why CLC? Why? Well, um, so like you said, we this is a very unique church in the fact that how many people, how many places do you know where you can walk in and you see, hey, there are a bunch of folks that are kind of like me who understand things from an Asian side, an Asian perspective, um, and also have a perspective from an American side, especially when we struggle where if you hang out with completely Asian folks, um, like part ethnic Asians, you're like, they, they tell you, you're not 100% Chinese because you're born in America and you're, you're way too, you're way too progressive for that. Or if you're American and, and your American folks go, you're not, you're not really 100% American because you, you're you still are subservient to your parents. You still follow these traditions. Like you're not, you're not 100% American. So it's kind of hard. Honestly, it's kind of hard, but I, from straddling the worlds, these two worlds. And when you come to layman, it's just like, oh, there's all these folks that are like me. And on top of it, we're Christian too. And that's really, really awesome. And the special sauce, the secret sauce is the fact that we're multi-generational. So you can walk in and I can go call, um, Terry and get advice, or I can go to someone else that uh, that may be a few years older than me that I can go get guidance, or I can mentor someone younger. It's really, really neat that the fact that we have this intergenerational experience, um, and it's so, so special that I, I haven't felt the need to leave, at least from that. It will be very hard-pressed to find that in a different church. Great. 
Yeah, thank you so much, Yvonne, for sharing. Um, thank you for being my first interviewee. And um, the book, again, is Thou Shall Not Be a Jerk by Eugene Cho. Definitely check it out. Um, Yvonne, if people had any other questions or wanted to talk to you more about this, um, could they reach out to you? Yeah, yeah. I'm in the directory. It's not that hard to find me. <laughs> so, okay. Thank you All so right. much, Yvonne. Thanks, um, Danny. I appreciate it. Definitely. Thank you for coming on with us this morning.